Do not compete. Choose to collaborate and contribute. An article for LinkedIn. Years ago, I used to quote a famous UK celebrity's attitude to contribution. The authority I quoted said this, I decided to make my first million and then contribute once I was financially secure. Those weren't his exact words, but the essence. I don't want to look up the exact words and you'll understand why in a minute. I see this attitude too in the advice misused by business bloggers, taken from airlines to put on your own oxygen mask first in the event of any emergency before trying to help anyone else. The advice to build your own income first before seeking to help others sounded so sensible, so wise, and I preached it on, I passed it on, spreading the message. If I now reveal to you that the celebrity in question was Sir Jimmy Savile, how would your opinion of that advice shift? Exactly. Perception changes everything. We've been fed a doctrine of the wisdom of self-preservation first for decades. The US, the United States, has just acted unilaterally in the name of national interest, a jacked-up version of self-interest on a global scale. And there's no point in we Brits getting all holier than now because our own timeline is polluted with toxic self-interest. Small tribe thinking will destroy us all. And yes, being patriotic to the cost of other nations is small tribe thinking, no matter how big your country is. If we breathe the same air, we are one tribe. Let me say that again. If we breathe the same air, we are one tribe. Many Brits are watching Australia burn with some concern. After all, we had, and still have, I hope, strong connections with Australia. But Australia is a long, long way away. It's easy to feel dissociated from their pain until... Until we realise that what's happening in Australia will rain down on us at some time. We have one weather system in the world. Until we remember that Chernobyl's clouds affected the whole planet. And do you remember Fukushima? That didn't just go away. Radiation is still increasing in contaminated waters entering the oceans and thus into our food chain. Until we learn that nature thinks globally too, especially if you think of a volcano or two blowing up in Iceland and disrupting air traffic, effectively shutting Europe for six days. It's amazing. We are not an island. We are not alone. We are not immune. We are connected. I can still remember sand on my car in Ryslip, Middlesex in the mid-1980s. It was the first car I owned, NML 606L, a Caribbean Blue Avenger. Amazing. However, my car in Ryslip was covered with a layer of sand after a storm in the Sahara. What happens in Africa affects us. What happens in Japan affects us. What happens in Russia affects us. And what happens next in the Middle East will most assuredly reach us too. So let's switch from competition to collaboration and to contribution. If I'm understanding the, the information, the graphs that I've been looking at correctly, most of the world has already reached and passed peak oil production. That means the capacity has gone and is declining. If you're willing to entertain the thought that our wealth is based primarily, if not totally, on oil, so-called black gold, and not on gold, we have an issue that most politicians don't want to discuss. We are in trouble. Fascinatingly, if you follow the links that I'm going to give with this recording to the articles they reference, there are nations that haven't yet reached peak oil production. Are you ready for these four nations? Top Iraq. 
How fascinating is that? Iraq is not predicted to reach peak oil production until 2036. Kazakhstan, 2020 this year. Kuwait, 2033. And Saudi Arabia, 2027. Hmm, that's fascinating, isn't it? Let me share with you a couple more statistics and then we'll get down to business. Oxfam is famous for demonising the small number of billionaires that control more than half the wealth of the planet. If you read the article I linked to, there's a more conservative estimate, far more relevant to you if you have entrepreneurial ambitions. And I hope that you do. The article's called, Are 26 Billionaires Worth More Than Half the Planet? The debate explained. If the 2019 article that I've just quoted, Are 26 Billionaires Worth More Than Half the Planet? The debate explained is correct. If that article is correct, we have 42 million millionaires. That's 0.8% of the world's population, controlling almost 45% of the world's wealth. Not quite as bad as the Oxfam demonization of the rich, but uh, still pretty interesting. So that's 42 million millionaires, 0.8% of the world's population, controlling almost 45% of the world's wealth. This is a message then of hope and despair. Firstly, despair. Perception drives behaviour, not truth. Nobody knows the whole truth. If the poorer people of this planet get to a tipping point of dissatisfaction at the disparity between what they have and what we have, we will have increased conflict, springs and revolution. The poor are increasingly waking up and are looking for the like-minded to collaborate with in order to redress the imbalance. The truth of inequality is obscured by the perception of inequality. If I compare my wealth to yours and you appear to have more, the human psyche has a strong tendency to create a sense of unhappiness. We want fair more than we want more, allegedly. When we don't have for long enough, we learn to take. Enough of the despair already, let's move to hope. Hope then. Here's to the rise of the ethical entrepreneur, and I would probably add ethical, ecological entrepreneur. The rich are getting richer at a faster rate than the poorest people of the world, who are also getting richer. They are getting richer because they have inherited or have learned how to control key resources. There's no point in fighting this, reducing people to a common denominator, because the growth and productivity mentality is exactly what we need to solve the world's issues peacefully. We are not equal. We never will be. But that does not preclude equal access to resources, education and opportunity. I don't have any doubt whatsoever that the richest countries in the world will have to learn to do more with less. We must revise our expectations and not base them on continuing physical growth or control of resources. Instead, we need a wealth of experience and experiences. It may be that we can maintain our quality of life, but we most certainly cannot sustain our levels of consumption. And that's where you come in. And that's where I come in. Do I want to be rich? Yes. I want to live in a stable country with a good and secure roof over my head, good food, clean water, good neighbours, good health, and no fear of destitution in my old age. I want to get to old age surrounded by my family and my friends. And I want to leave the world in a better condition than when I entered the timeline. To achieve this, my self-interest needs a makeover, or to put it more scientifically, a paradigm shift. 
We can still win, but we need to work proactively towards symbiotic models of win-win, not win-lose. To achieve this, we must, yes, must collaborate, and we must contribute. This is far, far easier than you may think. Check out b1g1.com, buy1give1.com, for a way to put contribution up front and central in your marketing campaigning. You and I can profit from being magnanimous. Nearly two centuries ago, there was another oil crisis that threatened the well-being of a nation. It was whale oil. There are many myths surrounding this issue, the dominant one being that declining whale populations and increasing prices led to the need to find an alternative, namely petroleum. Closer to the truth is that better alternatives were already emerging. Kerosene came a little late to the scene, but was far cheaper and more effective. Camphene. Yes, exactly. Have you ever heard of camphene? What is that? This was the best existing alternative and shifted the markets. My point? A diminishing resource does not have to be the prime driver of innovation. We have a sun out there pumping energy into this planet's ecosystem 24-7. We have an inner core to the planet that's hot. We have weather systems rich in power. We have sufficient water if we keep it clean. And we have noble means to exercise self-control over our population. What we don't have yet is a sufficiently large number of people with a collective will and clear enough goal-centred direction to work collaboratively for a win-win that serves us all. People, planet and profit. We also don't have freedom from political extremism. I'm not going to stick religious extremism in there because I believe at a leadership level, religious extremism is a wrapper for political ambition. If you think the Middle East crisis is an ideological one, look again at the peak oil production predictions. This is about money. I'm laughing to myself at the thought of, if I ruled the world, I would enforce tolerance. I would not tolerate intolerance. It's quite funny, really, isn't it? I'd also enforce recycling, and I'd favour collaboration and cooperation and co-creation over consumption. Maybe you should vote for me. OK, I've gone on long enough. I believe we can do this. I want to work with others, just like you, not to compete, but to collaborate and make contribution the forefront of my marketing message. A message congruent with my entrepreneurial activity, my words matching my deeds. If you'd like to take positive, proactive action today, begin with B1G1. That's the letter B and the number one, the letter G and the number one, dot com. And then dig deeper by looking into the clear direction given by the 17 Sustainable Development Goals championed by the United Nations. Let's be United Nations. After all, we all breathe the same air for now. And that was the end of the original article. And then I decided to um, add this to it. The title for this appendix is Better Than Tinder. Not that I know what Tinder is, really. My personal ad. Folks, I'm dying emotionally and intellectually. I, I, I. Yes, I know it's all about me. But I think it's in your interest if you are the right type of person. Those I am looking for. You see, I'm desperately seeking, like desperately seeking Susan. I'm desperately seeking people with a bigger broader, longer-term mindset. If your first thought in business is how much will it cost or how much profit will I make, you are not one of those whom I am keen to find.
The eagle in me awoke a long time ago. But I've stayed living amongst the chickens and many eagles who have yet to awaken. Our story is the same. We all grew up in an eerie. The position was rarefied and the views breathtaking. We all, however, suffered from the curse of the creative. We were too curious and we tried to fly before we were ready. The result was that we fell from on high and landed at the feet of the compassionate. The compassionate rescued us and let us grow up on the farm amongst the free-range chickens. We thought life was good. We learned to survive by eating like they ate and eating what they ate. We kept our heads down and we grubbed in the mud. We dug in the dirt and we got dirty. Until, if you're an eagle, one day the same thing happened to you or is yet to happen that happened to me. You'll be minding your own business, eating your scraps, wondering where the next morsel is to be found and then you'll hear it. Way off in the distance, a shriek from above. Your eyes and your neck are unaccustomed to looking up, so it may take you a while to focus on the source of the shriek, your wake-up call, until you make out the shape of another eagle, flying high and free as it was meant to be. You might even get a pain in the neck until you learn to join that other eagle up there. But the call is there, above beyond, higher. If you're not living the high life, you're living the low life, amongst low lives. Harsh? Well, hopefully you've listened to the article. Times are serious. There's no longer any time or space for playing in the little leagues. If you're ready, shriek back, spread your wings and ascend. There's a tribe of eagles calling for you to join them. There's a tribe of eagles calling for you to join us. Okay, reality check. I'm stuck here in the mud with a bunch of clucking chickens. Can anyone out there teach me how to spread my wings and actually <clears throat> fly? <laughs>